0: It's time now for 10 minutes with Tom, Tom Austin of Austin Tax and Financial. He's the guy uh, for tax preparation, retirement strategies, financial planning, and a whole lot more. Tom, how are you this morning?
1: Good morning, Johnny. I'm doing well. I I don't like the fact that I get up now and it's dark out. I know you Mm. probably are used to that regardless of what time of year. But uh, it was light when I was getting up and now it's dark, uh, but it is nice to have a a longer day. So I'm doing
0: well that's great yeah yeah i'm always up before the sun unfortunately uh but that's yeah. you know i will say summertime midsummer right around uh at least when the show starts the sun starts to peek out of the clouds but hey eh, what are you gonna do uh but let's look yeah exactly but let's look on the bright side we got a lot of uh things going on i know you guys are staying very busy with uh tax season and and doing all yep. that so uh Wait, you guys may waking up before the sun because you want to get a jump on all of the, uh, the tech pre- preparation and, and helping people in the community. But Tom, I know you, uh, you always like to share some tidbits of things that you find, whether they be in the news or just some stuff when you're doing some light reading, um, what kind of tidbits you got for me? I'm, I'm ready for you because you said usually prepare me with what we're going to talk about, but this time you're just going to throw them at me. So I got the glove on and I'm ready for for whatever you're going to throw at me.
1: Well, I, I got a few uh, tidbits here for you, Johnny. Uh, start out with the first one. Um it's interesting. Uh, last year, mm-hmm. a lot of money was was held in money market accounts as people were concerned about the stock market. But starting out 2023, in January, retail traders on average dumped 1.5 billion dollars per day into the U.S. equity market. So this helped propel the stock market. You know, as we began the year mm-hmm. in January. But as you've seen since, the stock market has uh, been struggling as of late with a lot of the different things that are going on with, uh, you know, interest rates and uh, you know just what's happening in our economy. But but January was a good start. Um, secondly, um, U.S. productivity growth has averaged 1.4 percent annually since 2005. So. Uh, productivity growth is, is just literally the output of production of goods Okay. in the U S. So 1.4% annually since 2005. But if we were to go back right after world war two up until 2005, the average was 2.2%. So I found this interesting. So if we were just to return from the 1.4% in mm-hmm. 2005 to the 2.2%, this could generate up to 10 trillion dollars in gross domestic product by 2030. Wow. So it shows just how that little bit of difference, yeah, really could can generate a huge boom for for our country.
0: Now that's just that's, that's just products. That's not like you know people sitting at their computer and, and being productive because I feel like that productivity has gone down. But you're talking about as far as just products and goods, right? It's just products and goods, yeah. Wow. But
1: that's using indication of our economy going yeah. because people are buying those things. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, apartment rents again. fell. Apartment rents fell in every single major metropolitan area in the U.S. over the past six months through through January this year. This, through January hmm. of this year. So, this is the first time in five years that rents have fell every month over a six month period. I think that's just the an indication to us of, you know, how inflation and, and how, sure. you know, we look at the cost of housing in general, whether it's buying a home or rents just escalated in our mm-hmm. country. So it's probably good to see that to relax and settle, settle in a little bit. Um, you, we all know that U S healthcare is just uh, always an interesting topic of <laughs> conversation as we yeah. see, you know, other countries and how they deal with healthcare mm-hmm. and, our health care continues to rise. But last, uh, last year, um, health care costs went up two point, or health care spending, which mm-hmm. would be the same thing as cost, I guess,
0: yeah.
1: went up 2.7% to four point trillion trillion or wow. $12,914 per person. So 12, almost $13,000 per person, Whew. if you average it out, was spent on health care in the U.S., Uh, This was 18.3% of the gross domestic product in the United States. So almost 19% of our GDP was spent on health care. I don't Uh, know if that's an alarming statistic, but it sounds like a lot of money.
0: It it seems like it. I mean, I know these past few years we're, we're really, you know, being mindful of our health, I think, even more, not only with the, the fact that people, uh, you know, maybe getting sick from all these things that are going on, but also, uh, yeah, maybe actually doing a little bit more of the, uh, I guess, the maintenance on, on the, uh, the the body. Uh, so that could be why some of those rising. Yeah,
1: and I, I, I think, too, on that note, Johnny, is, is that our country has, uh, you know, we're a very indulgent country that loves our fast food.
0: And, oh yeah.
1: uh, you know, we, we tend to treat problems as, as opposed to look at, you know, what is causing the problem. Mm. A lot of times maybe that's the diet and exercise that may, uh, help that situation a little bit better. Sure. Um, U S home buyer. So if you had $2,500 a month right now, Johnny, uh, as a, as a monthly budget to buy a house, you could buy a house worth of approximately $384,000. Now, okay. this is compared to a house that you could have bought just a year and a half ago. <clears throat> you could have bought a house with that same $2,500 budget for $518,000. Oh, my. So that's the comparative difference between a 3% interest rate and a 7% interest rate. I mean, that's staggering to to see the differences. Consequently, we see the uh, real estate market uh, definitely begin to slow. Mm-hmm. So a little politics for you. Since two thousand and seven, the U.S. Senate Select Committee on Ethics, which investigates allegations of misconduct by senators and staff, has received fifteen hundred and twenty-three complaints. Oh my! Again, this is since two thousand and seven that alleged rule violations. So this is the U.S. Senate Committee on Ethics. Uh, investigating their own people. Over the course of the past 16 years, the committee has voted to issue disciplinary sanctions on how many do you think, John?
0: Oh, I'm going to say a lot. I I can't even fathom to guess. Uh, it's zero. Really? So the
1: U.S. Senate Committee on Ethics investigates, you know, their own people. Yeah. So this is our government. And 523 complaints they've, uh, They've
0: issued no sanctions on any of those since 2007.
1: Doesn't seem now, very. If that was you or me, yeah, it might be a different story.
0: Doesn't doesn't seem very ethical that the ethics committee is the people that they are, you know, investigating is is their own people. I, I feel like there needs to be an outside group, maybe, for that. But I don't know.
1: I think that that would make. Uh, that would be commonsensical, sure. or, or that would be common, make common sense, but that doesn't always make it isn't always common sense that we see happening mm-hmm. in government.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll give you one, one more, and then okay. uh, and then uh, we'll call it a, a wrap. But the <laughs> we heard about the uh, the shorter work week, especially from COVID and mm-hmm. people wanting to work at home. So the appeal of a shorter work week got a boost boost with the release of a study which involved sixty one. Uh, These are UK companies, which rated the overall experience of 8.3 out of 10. Uh, So 56 of the companies out of 61, which is 92%, decided to continue trying the new schedule after the pilot ended. 18 made it permanent. So we've heard a lot of talk about this, and I I think that this very well may may be what ends up happening here in our country as we continue to try to look at how to keep everybody happy and still be... uh, Productive, you know, in our workplace. But I thought that was an interesting uh, uh, study that they did over in the UK, and I think yeah. we're we're going to be seeing more of that type of uh, situation here in the U.S.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see how, like you said, that the you know the four days or whatever, the productivity still either. Sustaining or going up, so it's it's interesting to see with a smaller sample, but to see that you know grow uh, across multiple countries and and continents, um, yeah, it could be coming. What do you think is going to happen first—the four-day work week or getting rid of daylight saving time?
1: I think the four day work week. Okay. I mean, didn't we already try to get rid of that once years ago? I think, and it didn't last very long. We I, think I just heard that it lasted for sixteen months or something. Yeah,
0: they they tried the daylight saving time thing. They introduced it. They they didn't approve it. They got it voted through Senate, but not. It's still got to go through the House and then to the President. But yeah, there was another. Uh, thing introduced recently with the four day work week uh, by, I think, a congressman or a senator. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. The four day work week will probably happen before we get rid of daylight savings. And, and
1: personally, I, I like the daylight savings time yeah,
0: myself. I agree. Yeah. The change. the Change is good. Absolutely, uh, Tom. If people want to chat with you about you know little tidbits or things that they notice, whether it be uh, something happening in the news that might affect uh, their finances or just the future of uh, what's going on, uh, Tom, how do they get a hold of you if you want to chat about some of this stuff?
1: Well, you can call us. Uh, obviously, right now we're in the middle of our, our tax prep mm-hmm. season, so if you're wanting to get your taxes done, I would get a hold of us as soon as possible. We got a lot going on in there, but our phone number is two six nine. 4291585 we're located at 715 Columbia Avenue in St. Joseph and you can also visit us on the web at austinfinancial.us
0: and Tom Austin is an investment advisor representative with Capital Asset Advisory Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of Capital Asset Advisory Services. Topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the, the specific needs of any listener. Listeners always encourage to discuss their specific needs with the appropriate professional. We certainly hope that that professional is Tom Austin. Thanks, Tom Austin. Thanks, Johnny. Have a great day.